Oh boy! Hello everybody! Welcome to another episode of The Gymnasium with me, XFL Jim, joined, as always, by my man, my co-host, Chase, the Wolf of Oakland, Lupine Fiasco, the one currently in bed with Scary Terry Sesums. As always, I am the whole Buffalo. And I, so I, I just want to start off for those people listening. I, I'm just looking right now as I'm talking. I'm seeing myself for the first time in a couple of days. My mustache is looking real thick. I look like an '80s news anchor. It's pretty solid. It's a really good mustache. I must admit. I mean, for having most of the facial hair, you know, configurations covered on this show, I feel like we're representing the ones that we cover very well. I do think we're doing a really good job in that department. Uh, this has been a crazy weekend of sports, and of course, we're going to talk everything World Cup, football, football, and just God, so much shit happened, man. This this weekend sports had an ass that don't quit. I guess would be the, my best way of phrasing it. Um, you know what has an ass that did quit? XFL Jim. Was it? Was it? It was my fantasy football team. Yeah. So it's the playoffs. It's the quarterfinals. This is how my week starts. This is how it starts for me. Thursday, 25.3 points out of George Kittle. Woo. Nice move. That's nice. That's nice. Saturday, 43.86 points. Josh Allen. What? Baby, I'm going to cruise. I'm cruising. There's no way I lose this. Flash forward to today. Michael Badgley, my kicker, put up eight points, Jim. I mean, that's fairly typical for a kicker. That ain't bad. That was more points than Michael Gallup scored, Miles Sanders scored, and Paris Campbell scored combined. Yikes. Meanwhile, I leave on my bench. How how did I I got this player and I was like, I'm just gonna be no, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna be cute in the semis or something. I pick up Taysom Hill. He's a quarterback slash tight end. I thought about plugging him in at the flex. Well, George, what was it? Michael Gallup in the flex, 1.2 points. 12.2 out of Taysom Hill with like 80 yards passing, Mm -hmm. a touchdown. So now I have basically everything riding on Scary Terry scoring 22 points, 22 more points in the remainder of this Giants Redskins game for me to make it to the semifinals in a league where every single lower seed, I would be the only lower seed to not beat the higher seed too in the playoffs, which is possible, but unlikely. I don't like, I don't like your attitude right now, Jim, Um, but you could have a scary, scary Terry game. Like you could, it could be, it could be on the brinks. Yeah, man. Yeah, it could. Yeah. Yeah, so I have no choice but to but to stand with Scary Terry. I don't know if I could have done a worse job of of putting in a a lineup this week. That's my issue with fantasy football is I'm always so hyped. I do a shitload of like not mock drafts, but I do a lot of best ball, and I feel like I'm good at putting an initial draft together. But I'm so bad about setting a lineup week to week. I. Knocked it out of the park last week, but this week, like I, I got to, I had the the issue of um my like set and forget it wide receiver, uh Debo Samuel. Nope, not playing. Nope, done. 
I was getting quality out of Traylon Burks the last couple games. He catches his first NFL touchdown, his first re- receiving, his first NFL touchdown was a fumble recovery, mind you, uh, awesome. and gets a bad case of the brain scramblies. Um, you know, I there there are a lot of answers. None of them were necessarily right because no one really like blew up, but <clears throat> I definitely didn't choose the least right one. Definitely chose the most wrong one. That sounds about right. Yes. Okay. We've had this week has been absolutely bananas this weekend in particular. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, we had a world cup final that I insist was filmed on a soundstage in uh Nutburger banana land. That stuff was scripted. Nutburger city banana land for sure. It was like the moon landing. So <laughs> fake. It was, it was <laughs> picturesque exactly how it happened. I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, me included, thought it was going to be really boring um, as soon as Argentina goes up 2-0. And I thought they were just going to, like, coast and play safe. And it was going to be whatever. Yeah. And then I, Mbappe had something to say about it. I don't remember any – that, Jim, I'm going to be honest with you, man. That was the most epic soccer game I think I've ever seen in my I would life, agree hands with that. down. It was that amazing. Was, that might have been the most epic soccer game in the history of soccer, as far that as that was I'm one concerned. of the best sporting events I've witnessed this entire year, hands down. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, it was, dude. All right, how much of, all right, how much of a mind fuck was it for that Argentinian goalkeeper? Because <laughs> you give up, essentially, Kylian Mbappe puts the ball in the net past you four times. Yes. One of them is a penalty kick. Three of them were penalty kicks. Yes. Every single time he kicked it to the exact same spot. I would be crushed emotionally if if someone had just like because he guessed right every single time and just couldn't couldn't get there. But, you know, he just had to be like, there's no way he's not going left. There's no way he's not going left. Like, I don't think there's ever been a situation like this in soccer where someone has taken three penalty kicks from the same person in one game. And I'm sure it's happened. The exact same spot or just like, he's not doing it yet. There's no way. Yeah, he's thinking there's no way. And then he, you know, he decides. The worst thing that could have happened, too, was he got his hands on the touch the first one because he thinks, okay, if he goes that spot again, I got it. And he just keeps. But hey, man. In the end, it was that uh, keeper from Argentina that saved the day after what was, I mean, you had just the most crisp, like team building goal I've ever seen in a World Cup final with Argentina, their second goal, where it was like five, maybe four or five touches. Four of them were like first touch passes that were right on the money to like a beautiful like run on the back post that the dude just hammered home. It was perfect. And then you get the Mbappe penalty and you feel it start to brew. And then Mbappe just like goes that, bananas. Oh, that beautiful kick. That should I still I still pause it. Like obviously if France wins, they're they're doing it. I think the way he looks in that kick, if France wins, that's like the cover of FIFA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I'm happy it goes to a draw. You tie it up, it goes to a draw. I hit my draw bet. Yeah, if you guys watch the picks porch, you would be very like we were sweating that out. Not only we had Chase correctly guess that it would go to shootout, but we both had France in penalties. Yeah. And so, I mean, what? In extra time, you have just a, a really good goal for back from Messi where yep. it ball barely goes over the line. It's a goal. And then somehow, like, 
you give up a penalty to tie it. Cha-ching, we get the game going going to penalties. And then I was was thinking this in my pregame shower here, Jim. I was thinking this. At that point, with the odds that they give for teams to win via penalty in these finals, shouldn't we be betting the game to go to penalties and then put weighted bets on either side? That's that's it would still be profitable if it goes to penalties. That would probably be the smarter way where we could just win no matter what at that point. But I had fun with it. My brain is a genius, Jim. When we get to the Premier League finals or the Champions League finals, we'll have to do that then. Yeah. Yeah. Those those games always go to fucking penalties, man. It <laughs> did not disappoint. That was it's just such a banger. It was such a like it's a, what a it day. It was the start of the day, too. Like it's just like, oh, what's gonna beat this? Oh, this crazy thing happened. What's gonna yes. beat this? Oh, this stupid thing happened? Oh yeah. God. But one last note about the World Cup. What did our 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 man so the the mind fucked goalie from Argentina, he's the one who blows up our bets and penalties. He makes yes. the save. He essentially makes the save to win it. So this is the man who is shit on all of our dreams. He's awarded the golden gloves, I guess, of the World Cup. Jim, do we have the video? Uh, which one would that be? Uh, the soccer player with the gloves. Oh, my God. I don't know if I had the uh, soccer player with the gloves. No, I don't have that one. Hold on. Where is it? Oh my God. All right. All right. All right. Hold on. Oh my God. This is amateur hour for us. I'm sending it to you. I was so absorbed in just football and sports. I didn't add anything. I thought we would already have that. We we can screen share. I'm sharing the tweet with you. That's what we're going to do. Again. Hey. Hey, sometimes it's amateur hour here, Chase. Oh no! Sometimes, sometimes all I did today was uh, format a disc and smoke a lot of cigarettes and watch football and recover from a massive hangover. All right, all right, you got it now. You can do. I got it. I got it. Now I got it. So we're gonna wait for this shit to load up. Boom. And there we go. All right. So this is the gentleman. Yeah. This is the gentleman who blew up our France and penalties bet. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. I mean, I would do the same thing. Listen, he just won the World Cup. That face. Like, as a hero. Look at that face. Yeah. The face he makes. It's like he's wearing like a, a strap on of Goofy's fist. I like I like how they say, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't believe he's done this. Have you ever have you ever had one person blow up your bets like that and then do that to you in a, in a ceremony, an official ceremony? No, I, less? It, it honestly made me love the guy. That's it was. Uh, that's awesome. I love it. I love he, it. He, he is, as of now, one of my top three top just soccer players in general. Love. I guy. took it extremely personal, and I still love him for it. God damn it. That's just a boss move. I want yeah, to man. see someone at the Olympics do something like that. 
Dude, but just the fact that like it's it wasn't even like it's not even something dick shaped is the is the most like it, the most concerning part about it to me. Is, Maybe this guy's got a really weird dick. That's a good point. Maybe this is something that can finally bring awareness to that that chronic condition uh, that some men have weird dick syndrome. It's WDS. like really, really thick around and has just a really misshapen head. It's like three knuckles uh, on each finger of, <laughs> of the head. Just, just, just like, uh, yeah, weird, weird looking claw dick. Oh, you liked veins. Just wait till you feel a knuckle. Hell yeah. But World Cup wasn't the only sport going on this weekend. It's the start of bowl season. College football bowl season is here. We will recap the bowls, and we'll also we'll grace you guys with a short little splurt of uh, picks porch on the gymnasium when we pick mm-hmm. bowls going up to this uh, this coming Friday. So. Starting off the season, it's as always the Bahamas Bowl. We had UAB versus Miami of Ohio. UAB wins it 24 to 20. With a last second one yard line tackle to save it. It was a banger. It was way more of a banger than fucking Miami of Ohio and UAB should have been. That was great. Great game. That's kind of a theme throughout most of at least this opening weekend is a lot of the games that people kind of write off against teams that nobody thinks about except for, you know, freaks like you and me. Uh, those games were all bangers. And the games against the big names like the Floridas and the Louisvilles and whatever were shit. Those games sucked. Yep. Troy 18, UTSA 12. Not as high scoring as I thought it would be. But I, in the end, Troy did get the upper hand. Yeah, uh, another really good game. And I've been surprised how chippy. Some of these, yes. like some of these bowl games, have gotten so, especially with the you know G five schools like going at it. Like it, this is the first one that got really chippy, and I was I was for it. It was a great game. I would also just like to mention and say something to ESPN: stop putting these awesome bowl games at like two p.m. on a Friday. Yeah, we're not all aristocrats and take off the entire month of December. I would love to be able to watch these games and not have to work, but sometimes yeah. you got daddy's got to make money. Yeah, sorry we don't make enough money to use summer as a verb. Bowl games, disgusting. Louisville twenty four, Cincinnati seven. Speaking of disgusting, how did this game hit the under, Jim? I, I don't know. I thought the way it started out, I really thought the over was going to hit. I was really hoping, and then Cincinnati just died. They're just. I feel good. I feel like if you were to really just kind of take this game's temperature, the headline was this was how much uh, Louisville players hated uh, Satterfield. Did you see at the end? Uh, <laughs> did you hear that at the end when they were like celebrating everything? One of the players actually you could overhear on the broadcast. They said, fuck Scott Satterfield. There we go. So this Wait. was I, I was on Cincinnati and I should have been on just like the the unbridled spite. And hormones of like 18 to 22 year old kids, you know, the spite train is always real. Uh, Oregon state 30, Florida three, uh, as the sec representative of the show, this is the moment where you probably say this, like this one doesn't matter if we're going by conference, but fuck Florida. I mean, I, uh, I mean, fuck Florida, of course. Um, I, you can't say much about Florida. Uh, losing this game quite honestly i mean you your top quarterback opts out quarterback number two is in the gainesville you know jail for kitty porn yeah uh and then 
I mean, yeah, it's Oregon State had everyone there playing. Everyone was excited to play. You tell Florida didn't really care. They were running some scrub out there. Also, like a decent team. They're decent. They can't throw the ball for shit. This game was a easy under, easy under because that total was like fifty three. I. I, I I'm trying to remember when I grabbed it because I grabbed it after like before the Richardson stuff. I took that gamble because I thought yeah. no hell, no way in hell he plays. What? And, for, what? Who was it? Uh, not Florida. Sorry. Um, I mean, Oregon State was a seven and a half point favorite. Man, they seven. were a seven and a half, and then they were a ten. Yeah, like that's. It was an ass beating. I don't think it's terrible, but it's not great. I mean, it's not great. Like, I didn't expect Florida to win, but I expected them to show up still. And not seeing that, it was almost got shut out. That would have been really bad. That would have been pretty embarrassing. I don't think Florida's been shut out in a long time. No. Uh, Fresno State 29, Washington State 6. Really thought this was going to be closer. I kind of thought that this was like Jake Hayner's like, last ride into the sunset before he's you know playing in the USFL or XFL or something. He's going to try for the NFL. I hope he makes it. Of course. I don't think he will. Dude, he's so gutsy. He's so fucking gutsy. He looked like a boss out there against Washington State, too. God, I love Jake Hayner so much. Yeah. Whatever Fresno team State. he goes to, I will root for. I'm, I'm letting him back in the group home. Fresno State. Are you going to? So they're in for now. And then once we come to the offseason, for now, they're in. For now, if they keep their grades up. Okay. They don't act up in summer school. They got to have a good report card come off season. That's right. Southern Miss 38, Rice 24. Uh, Way more points scored in this than I thought humanly possible. This was not good for the Undertaker, no. Um, Yeah, it it did not look like it was going that way, and then it turned into a shootout late, which, uh, I don't know, like Southern Miss was like throwing the ball and not just wildcatting, and they looked kind of good the entire time. It was kind of weird. But I was I was there for it. I was enjoying this game quite a bit. Rice was in it till basically the end, and then they just kind of poo pooed. Yeah, just fell off. It's, uh, Which happens. Like Southern Miss is not a bad team. They did take down Tulane. Yep. And Rice, you made a bowl game, right? Successful season for the Owls. Literally, like the most impressive thing you've done since uh, John F. Kennedy gave a speech there that time. BYU 24, SMU 23. Brigham Young University, baby. Yeah, man. Uh, except for this, that whole middle part of the season thing. Yeah, they were bad. BYU was the team that we thought they were going to be. They were really, really good at the beginning and at the end. And but This is their it, third the string quarterback? Part. Yeah. And no yeah. defensive staff. And I sent you the article. So, like, 25 of the players' wives accompanied them on this trip. Dude, I still I still crack up every time I see the name Gunnar Romney. Because it's... <laughs> like, of course. Of course, Mitt's yep. kid or grandkid plays at BYU. Of, of course. Of course he does. Boise State 35, North Texas 32. North Texas covered. They, they played with heart. This game also got surprisingly chippy. It did. It very much did. I think this is a situation where I kind of talked about I did think Boise State was the much better team, but I didn't account for – this is the only game I messed up my system. I didn't account for want to. And North Texas wanted to be there way more than Boise State did. Yeah, man. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. With that I am the most interested in seeing what happens with the – 
North Texas program uh, going forward into next year. Because moving to, AAC, AAC. moving to the AAC, you turn over a new leaf with a new coach. This is a, t- a team that we've seen like perform pretty well the last two years, considering you know what the program is and who they're playing against. And I mean, is it not outside of the realm of possibility that North Texas could really grow in the next couple of years if they make the right hire? I think that's I think that's what they're going for. I think that's I think they're them along with a couple other schools. So who are they adding? I think they're adding North Texas, they're adding UAB, I believe. Uh UAB, Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, Rice. Those are all the teams getting added to the AAC. So if you look at that, FAU has a new coach. Charlotte has a new coach. UAB has a new coach. And North Texas has a new coach. I think these schools are trying to kind of reset themselves going into a new conference to sort of establish a hierarchy. Who's Who did uh, who did North Texas get? Uh, we don't know yet. I don't think they've hired anybody yet. Let okay. me check the coaching carousel. We just know, we just know Biff Pogey is at, at the clip. And that uh, the DILF is at UAB. All other, all other coaching news irrelevant. Problem solved. All everything else irrelevant. Let's see who we got, real quick for North Texas. Eric Morris, the OC for Washington State. Okay. Uh, he's been an assistant at Houston, Texas Tech, and Incarnate Word. So he knows Texas. Oh, oh, and he's. Aren't these all like? Mike Leach disciple air raid places too. Uh, basically, Eric Morris, I think, has been there. Let's see. Let's look him up. Where has he been? I wonder if he's under the tree. So, 2010, Houston. 2011, Houston. 2012, Washington State. So that was pre Mike Leach. 2013 to 2017, he was at Texas Tech. I think that's post Leach. That's, but it's still, it's still like his, it's his system. Yeah. It's King, like Kingsbury and stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's Kingsbury shit. Which is, yeah. No. So, yeah. This is a a farther away branch from the Mike Leach tree. And I love the fact that, like, this guy knows Texas. That's the one thing. Texas specifically, I feel like, is one of the few states where you had to have a Texas guy. Yeah. And I think if, it is that air raid sort of concept. It's a kind of football that a lot of the schools in Texas actually play. It seems like they all have quarterbacks that can sling it around. They all have wide receivers. Uh, the New- University of North Texas is in Denton, Texas. It's just north of the city of mm-hmm. Dallas and Fort Worth. And like, I-, I know there are two other big schools in that region, but there are so many football players just right there, right on their, their back step, you know? So out of all of the new ads to the American, again, UAB, Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, Rice, and UTSA, who do we think is the best team? It's UTSA, right? Like they're, they're, They have the best footing? Yeah, I, even though they lost to a fun belt team, which there's no shame in this season, yeah, UTSA is still the – I mean, it seems like they retained a lot of their coaching staff too, which is amazing to me that after two years, they're still kind of holding strong with what they have and getting into the – you know, getting ranked before they've been like just plundered, right? 
Yeah, UTSA might be able to start like immediately competing for AAC championships because I'm looking at it here. It's them, SMU, Tulane, and Memphis that are like the good, good teams. And UTSA, I mean, there's there really isn't like another like big there's not like a big foot football school in San Antonio either. And there's a ton of it's a gigantic metro area. There's yep. a ton of talent around San Antonio. So that's could be, be interesting. I'm, I'm excited. Two, two, we put our thumb on two programs that are just on the rise. On the rise, sir. Look at that. Look Damn at right. That. And I'm excited for the AAC. I'm also very excited for the Big 12 next year when they add all those teams and still have Texas and Oklahoma. Right. It'll be a nice, yeah. fun dynamic. That'll be pretty fun. Uh, that's when you'll really get the, the fuck you, Texas, and fuck you, Oklahoma calls. Damn right. Yeah. When, like, like when they're playing Houston. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Data's back, baby. Uh, but we got bowl games ahead of us right now. So let us don our Picks Porch apparel, have the new little change background, put on some nice tunes. Let's pick some college football games going into this Friday. So we're going to start tomorrow, Chase. We're starting or today if you're listening to this afterwards. Monday, UConn, Marshall, at like 930 in the morning our time. What it's 1.30 p.m. It's 1.30 our time. Okay, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty gross, man. Marshall is minus 12 in this one, over under 40 and a half, plus 320 on the money line. I'm going back to my system of want to. I don't think there's a team in the bowl games at all that want this more than UConn at the moment. This is like their Super Bowl. Right. That that's I mean that's literally my handicap too. I went through, I looked at uh, opt outs and injuries for all these games and everything, and you actually don't have a lot of opt outs or injuries or transfer portal, you know, leaving, you know, yep. people leaving on either side. But UConn, I mean, it's a it's a pretty big game for Marshall. This is one of the biggest games in probably UConn football history. Uh, that's no understatement. So give me UConn plus 11 and a half. I'm sprinkling on the money line plus 420. I am as well. I'm right there with you. Eastern Michigan, San Jose State on the 20th. Our beloved Eastern Michigan Eagles are four-point dogs to San Jose State. Over under 54 plus 150. I kind of hate that these teams are playing each other because these are both teams I wanted to root for come bowl season. Yeah, and I'll tell you what uh, – Almost everybody on either team, like they're both remarkably healthy. There's not a bunch of transfers or anything. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, I, you can count on two things. That is one, uh, there will be a lot of points. So I'm taking the over 54 and a half. And two, yep. I ride or die with all directional Mich schools, Eastern Michigan plus 155 on the money line. So they're the only ones playing. Do we play the song or do we wait till they win? We wait till they win. We wait till they win. So we will come. We'll, we'll know on the picks porch whether they win or not. So Absolutely. Tune in for that. Tune in for that. Up next, same day. I I hate these weekday day games that I can't really watch. I'm going to have them on my phone. I'm going to have my phone plugged in. I ain't going to get shit done at work this week. They better be prepared. We have Toledo Libibity. Toledo minus four and a half, over under 53 and a half, plus 160 on the money line for Libibity. And again, want to is my main factor. We kind of saw what what happened to Liberty once Hugh Freeze accepted the job and they got demolished by New Mexico State. Let me say that again. They got railroaded by New Mexico State. 
stay. I can't even finish that. It was so disgusting. Yeah, that was a green chili you just burped up right there. Yeah. Oh man, I, get ready for a ton of points. If you look at who entered the transfer portal and who's leaving Liberty, like a lot of defense. A lot of defense. Like, get ready for a ton of points. So I'm on over 54 and a half. And uh, if they're going to give me minus 105, like a very not juicy line, four and a half. Yeah, I'm taking. Yeah. I, I think Toledo wins. I think there's a ton of points. I think Liberty really just does not I, show up. I think their season's been done for the last two weeks. Pretty much. The 21st of December, we have South Alabama versus Western Kentucky. South Alabama is minus four and a half over under 56 plus 170 on the money line. I'm approaching this the same way I'm approaching UTSA and Troy. I think the Sun Belt is a better conference than Conference USA. So I think teams that are comparable in those conferences, I'm going to take the Sun Belt team. Give me South Alabama. Uh, get ready for Western Kentucky. Uh, this line is way too small for South Alabama. South Alabama is going to win this by two touchdowns. Yes. Um, Western Kentucky, they have a lot of uh, attrition from the offensive line. They have a lot of attrition on the staff. Yeah, and the staff. So South Alabama minus four and a half. Since they're going to have offensive line, you know, they're sort of some inexperienced offensive line. Give me under 24 and a half for the Western Kentucky team total. And then give me over 30 and a half for the uh, South Alabama team total. I'm going to co-sign the Western Kentucky. I will not co-sign the South Alabama because I've seen this offense. It has been not great at times this season. But I like the under as a play just in general. I love the Western Kentucky play. And I might I might tease South Alabama to like – what am I going to tease them to? I might, I might tease them to like minus 10. Okay. Okay. I think that's worth it. I mean – if you can lump in some other great teams to tease in here, there this is a really good. That's a reverse week. Tease. Yeah, yeah. They, there's a it's a really good week. Like if you wanted to put together one big teaser to like run through the entire week, this would be a great week to. God, do. you're such a tease now. Like what? What? When did you get so into teasers? I don't know. I because I I'm bad at it. I tease games that don't need to be teased and like end up losing money because of it. Um, Every time. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. So they seem to make sense because some of these lines are a little bit wonky, especially with I, I keep talking about transfers and everything and and you know opt outs. But it's it's a big deal. It really changes these games. I feel like they set these lines and they don't necessarily really consider everyone who's gone yet. So you get some really fucked up totals and, and spreads. Goddamn right we do. Air Force Baylor Thursday. Baylor minus five over under forty seven and a half plus one seventy on the money line. Give me that under. Where, where is this bowl game? What is it? This bowl game is the Armed Forces Bowl at Fort Worth, Texas. Okay, I was thinking there at might Amon be it. G. Carter Stadium. I went ahead. I went uh, Air Force plus four and a half, and I'm going. I'm taking yep. the under. I'm going under in that game. Yep. I think Air Force is going to slow it down. Cosign both those. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on that Air Force money line too. Up next, I. I'll do the games on the 23rd because that's when we're going to record the porch. So we got Houston Lafayette uh, versus the Houston's minus seven over under 58 plus 220 on the money line for the Cajuns. This one's tough. I'm going to go with Houston. I'm going to roll with Houston because I think they're the better team. And if the best of Houston comes out. 
So this is a this is a game that could be teased. Like I would totally t- tease this like seven points and get due like Houston a half point, sort of seven and a half. Uh, because you I don't know, know what sec- you know. The second you do that, Houston's going to win by like ten. Right, but I, I went ahead and I said Houston minus seven and a half uh, at plus one hundred. I kind of expected like everyone to be leaving Houston after the season, but the fact that like Clayton Toon is playing, like they're st- all sticking around. It, uh, I it like showed that. me some buy-in. So I, I was Houston minus seven and a half, and I was over fifty-seven and a half. I also apologize to me in the future and everyone else. I I see this return, and I feel like this is going to say I will probably be big on Houston next year just a warning and this yeah. is like i'm ashamed to say it but i'm probably gonna love houston it's it's hard to not like dana two years in a row oh god wake forest misery missouri is a one point underdog right now over under of 60 points minus 105 on the money line for missouri minus 115 for wake i i'm I'm flipping. I'm flipping what I did from the picks porch. I'm going to take Wake Forest minus one and a half instead of Missouri. And then uh, Missouri is another one of these teams that the defense is really hurt by the opt outs and transfers. So I'm going over 16 and a half. I'm going Wake Forest in a shootout. I'll go the over here. Is Sam Hartman playing? I think so. Let's see. Sam Hartman. Forest opt outs. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got here. Okay. Christian Turner opted transferring. Da, 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 da. They only have one. Uh, and Gavin Holmes is DB. And three yep. key defenders. So uh, he's playing. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm gonna have to flip-flop too. I really thought Hartman was gonna transfer. And so yeah, on Missouri, wait. on the defensive end of Missouri, you have uh, one, two, three, four, five. You have six opt-outs, and you have two cornerbacks opting out for Wake Forest. Points, points, points. Hammer 60 and a half. Love the over. I like Wake here at this point. Uh, Missouri, the entire year was led by their defense. The opt-outs are going to hurt them tremendously. Truth. Truth. That's all the bowl games we have leading up to the picks porch. I got more. Po- I got a couple more points out of Scary Terry before half. He's got where are we three point. Right he's got three point four. I'm down one forty one point nine four to one twenty two point two six. Okay, nineteen. It's possible. It's possible. Big second what? half for Scary Terry. That's what we're hoping for. Prayers up. Prayers up. Big second half right now. Let's talk a little Nafol. Starting Thursday night, we had the 49ers versus the Seahawks. The Niners win it 21-13. The hits, I mean, the hits didn't stop with the like all weekend with the NFL. It's like we we had like one bad game and then all the rest were bangers. And uh this one was a pretty good game. Pretty good Dude, game. I if I'm a quarterback, I want to play for the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan so bad. So easy, so easy yeah. looking. I like how Brock Purdy's dad looks like a forgotten Harbaugh brother. Have you seen this dude? <laughs> he does. He really he, does. He rocks the hat like he's wearing like a mock turtleneck. It's just like perfect. Like he looks like the the like the secret family that the Harbaugh's father had. Like it's hard kid. for me not to root for Brock Purdy because I loved him at Iowa State. 
Yeah, man. I mean, how can you not root for Mr. Irrelevant, too? You're goddamn right. Yeah, so, that offense it makes it so it just makes it easy. I think I, I think it makes every it quarterback too easy. would want to should want to go to the 49ers. It just makes sense. We moved to Saturday. We had the Ravens Browns. Browns went at thirteen to three. Yeah, all right. Eh. I, I feel like something better is coming along. Something better is coming along. Uh, we'll get to that one last on the Saturday games. We had the Dolphins Bills. Bills went at thirty two twenty nine. I thought this was a good game. I thought the Dolphins played better than I expected them to. All right. I want your opinion on it as a Dolphins fan. I have my opinion on this. Does this put the whole, oh, Tua can't play in the cold thing to bed? Yes, I think so. I think so, too. Yes. That wasn't on him. He came out and he balled out. No, he looked good. And I, I think we at no matter what happens this year, if we don't make the playoffs, I could be severely disappointed. That was my bar for the year is making the playoffs. I'm going to be very disappointed. I think no matter what, I come away with Tua is a fine quarterback. But he's like, like, I'm tired of people trying to compare him to like Herbert. Stop it. I mean, to to put things in perspective for you, like going into the season, would you have said like it was a victory, you know, a win for the season if you split your series with with the Buffalo Bills? I would have been very happy with that. Yeah. I would have been very happy with that. Um, less happy if you told me that we're probably going to at best split with the Jets. That's unfortunate. But, yeah, that's a that's the, the bad bit of news. But the Jets turned into a pretty good team. Jets turned into a pretty good team. That's true. With their, so, And now they're pulling back their triple. They're going to be pulling back their triple reverse tragic magic rally around the, the backup whenever Mike White to, comes back in next week. They need to bring in a free agent just to have like an extra person on rotation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This was a great game, though. This was a fun game. Great snow game. Uh, it starts snowing at the end. That was fun. The game of the night and first game of the game of the weekend, Colts-Vikings. Vikings pull it out 39-36 after being down 33-0 to at halftime. Yes. Matt Ryan is the anti-clutch. I, I kind of feel bad for him. He should lend his face to a like a brand of like prescription boner poison after he retires because like he's got the most just like flaccid womp wah kind of finishes uh, of any quarterback all time. And I'm he has, here for it. He has an MVP season. He's been like a fairly decent quarterback throughout, but the first tagline in his in his book is he was the quarterback of the teams that gave up the largest comeback in NFL history and the largest comeback in, in Super Bowl history. Yeah. Yeah. And that's to objectively the, funny. <laughs> the Colts, man. The Colts. Just, oh my God. You you let, you let Kirk Cousins floss all over you. Just absolutely... Oh my God! The Vikings. Uh, speaking of which, the Vikings they they get away with it again. They they do this again. They they do it. Yeah, they do it again. They're now uh, you keep hearing like this statistic statistically the worst team probably to ever clinch a playoff spot this early. Probably, it's. I don't know, man. They're they're going to run into a team that can actually like step on their throat, and it's going to be it's not going to be good for them in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't, who do you man? I want to see their matchup. I wonder who they play. They'll have a home game. 
They'll have a home game. That's true. Um, I don't know. Anyone who with a, a good, solid run game who will still call plays to run um, and can just kind of just hammer it away. Yeah, like if they play a team with the Eagles, they're done. Oh, yeah. They get a, they, so they get a wild card team. Yeah, so they'll get I, the Cowboys. The Cowboys would smoke them. Cowboys are a wild yeah, I, card. I think I think the Cowboys would beat the snot out of them. They probably get they probably get not the Cowboys though. Uh, they could get the Redskins. Let's, let's see what we get. Yeah, if they get the if they get the com- the Commanders, or they could get the. Giants. I think they beat the. I think they beat the Giants. You think they beat the Giants? Okay. I think they beat the Giants. So on the table, we could get. You get the Cowboys. I don't think any team from the South is getting a wild card spot. So it's either the Bucks or the Panthers, probably the Bucks. But the Bucks are getting the home field, so never mind on that. It'd be the Cowboys, the Commanders, the Giants. And it looks like on the bubble, there's an outside shot they could get a team like the Seahawks. I think they beat the Seahawks. Oh, dude, here's the one. I, I think Out, the Seahawks, outside shot outside shot they could get like a team like the Lions. Out okay, I think the I think the Lions would absolutely roast them, and I don't think they beat the Seahawks. If you I think have beat the Seahawks, if you have Kenneth Walker healthy, that's a team that if they get him okay. down, who who could run the ball and that could actually like, you know, fight off any furious comeback that the that the Vikings might throw at you. I think the only one I'm very confident they're not beating is the Cowboys. That's the only one I'm like 80% confidence level. That's fair. Okay. So, so far into the playoffs, locked in right now, we have the Eagles, Vikings, 49ers, Bills, and Chiefs. I think the 49ers are the team to watch, man. I I got a nice, uh, I got like an eight to one ticket on them. I'm feeling good. I think the 49ers and, uh, I don't know if if Detroit can find their way in just the way that they're playing, man. Like I would hate to play against any team. I would hate to play against Detroit. The AFC. Oh god, we got just the Bills and the Chiefs right now. I think the Bills are starting to heat back up. They're kind of they're playing a little hurt right now, but I think they're starting to heat back up. The Bengals. Yeah, they had, had, yeah the the Bengals are probably. They, it might be a good time to drop a future on the Bengals again, because um, they, to me, they look like they right now the best team in the AFC. Well, it's like it's just the fact that they seem to have the Chiefs number that I feel like I feel like the Chiefs are just consistently they're always at the top of the AFC, but the Bengals just find ways to beat them. So I like that those odds. Yeah, and Joe Burrow doesn't take all the hits that he was taking last year. Like he he started off you know getting creamed, and then it seems like he's getting protected. Uh, they're a lot better in the secondary than they had been last year. Uh, speaking There's, of the Bengals, 34, Bucks, 23, which is. Wild. Yeah. Uh, considering that the Bucks had them down like 17 to nothing. And then they scored like, what, 34 on un- 34 unanswered, I think. I think so. Yeah. You know what? Tom Brady's a fucking bitch. Yeah. Fuck Tom Brady. Yeah. Fuck Tom Brady. Where the bread at, Tom Brady? I need some bread. I'm, I was, it's kind of nice seeing that this happened to Tom Brady because, you know, you root for him. You root for him because he's old. You root for him because he's great. When he's not doing well, when he does something great, you know, it's like, oh, Tom Brady's back. It's like, he's not 
back. He's not. We saw it like we saw it with Drew Brees. We saw it with Peyton Manning. When these guys hit the wall, they hit the wall. Yeah, man. When it's done, it's done. Like, yeah. And uh, he's got enough like crazy shit going on in his life right now, too, that like, I don't know. It, it's just you can tell it's he's like weighing down on him. You can tell he can only like let himself get into the game like for like short bursts. He's like really fired up, and the rest of the time he's just like, fuck this. Yep. Uh, Chargers 17, Titans 14. Chargers are another one of those teams making a run. They're in the hunt right now. Yeah, and the Titans lose, and the Jacksonville Jaguars inch closer to maybe edging out Tennessee the, for that for that uh that spot, man. They're on the bubble right now. So right now we'll get through all the scores real quick. So we had uh Cardinals 15, Broncos 24, Chiefs 30, Texas Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh Chiefs win in a nail biter. They they scrape by this one. Uh yeah. Jags win 40 to 34. That game was hilarious and awesome. The morning games they were great. The morning games were game. all bangers. Listen, for this being the nationally televised game for Fox, like I was dreading this. I was like, this is going to be a terrible football game. What oh my god, Fox! What a day for Fox! Oh my god, what a game, man! Like this was, this was hot, man. This was Trevor Lawrence looked like the real deal in this one too. He's looking good, dude. He's coming together. Yeah. Uh, Steelers twenty four, Panthers sixteen. I think yeah. this kind of firmly puts the Bucks in the driver's seat in the South. Mike Tomlin, I think, can still finish 500. Which, hey. Uh, or, they have uh, over. He has to be, yeah, he has to be over or under. I think yeah, they, I think they have to win out. He can still do it. He's never finished no, wait, 500. No, wait, no. I think they got uh, – they have one. No, he has to win out. Okay. He has to win out. Uh, Lions 20, Jets 17, also banger. I might have cursed this – um, this game because I sent you a DM that said something along the lines of uh, rally around the the backup reverse magic, and they um, did for a second. Yeah, and then I sent you that message, and uh, Jerry Goff came back and won it on a ballsy ass call with a little tight end drag. It was sexy, dude. The Lions are playing sexy football. Falcons eighteen, Saints twenty one. I feel like the Falcons kind of did a dumb of not starting Ritter right away because like maybe they thought they could maybe make a playoff push, which was stupid. Mm-hmm. And now you only have what you're, you're 14 games into the season. You have three more games. You have four total games to figure out, Oh, is our rookie quarterback good? Right. Yeah. Should have made the move early as when, when you kind of realized it was going downhill, but I mean, it's not like they were ever, I mean, they're still technically in it. I think. The Saints are still technically in it. I think I mean, everyone in that division is technically in it. Yeah, so I, I I I can see why they held on as long as they could, but it yeah, now that it's Ritter, it's Ritter. Like this is the worst case scenario though, because now you don't know like you're just gonna play four games, you're gonna have no idea if he's any good. I mean, assuming some of these games are division games, they're gonna be games where people are scrapping and clawing because there's still a chance for everyone to play in the playoffs. So I mean, he's gonna get the best of the division. Yeah, I mean, that's something at least. Uh, Eagles 25, Bears 20. I kind of thought this one might end up being a little bit sloppy, low scoring. It was. Jalen Hurts threw a couple picks, but uh, they ran the ball really well, except for Miles Sanders, who's on my fantasy team. Man, when Justin Fields, like, turns on those burners sometimes, guy could run. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he can. Yeah, he can. 
God, he was entertaining to watch. Ryan, right now we're sitting at Giants 14, Commanders 3. Need more Scary Terry. It is not going my way, Jim. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. And then the last game we're going to talk about, the, <laughs> the dumbest game, the craziest game, Patriots 24, Raiders 30. So if you're not following the Raiders, the Raiders have had a terrible record of being up like a ton of points and still losing by one score at the end. Yeah, they've been like the opposite of the Chiefs. Yeah. In that regard, where they the Chiefs go down early in the first half and then come back, the Raiders usually start out strong and then just fumble the game away in the dumbest way. Yeah. And I I will say it week in and week out. Josh McDaniels is lucky that Nathaniel Hackett is a head coach of the NFL. <laughs> yes. It it definitely takes the, and he's in the same division. Same division. That really helps take the take the stink off of it. For sure. For sure. Two of the worst coaches in the NFL. Um, and honestly, um, we're gonna everyone talks about Bill Belichick, and I, he's the GOAT, he's the best coach of all time. This Patriots team is extremely undisciplined and not good. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It's like he's completely checked out with like personnel and everything because like it's he doesn't even find I <sighs> It's like now that Tom Brady is gone, he doesn't find these diamonds in the rough anymore because people aren't willing to take a, you know, a cut and pay to go play with Mac Jones and have Matt Patricia call the offense. Yeah, maybe maybe bringing back Matt Patricia and Joe Judge was not the move not smart. that you thought it was. Not smart. Maybe reach outside your organization next I, time. Maybe he needs to do the Bill Belichick. The, the, maybe he needs to have his own Nick Saban moment where yeah. Nick Saban eventually came around and hired Lake Kiffin and then was transformed. Yeah. I think, I think Bill, Billy B needs to do something like that. Also, this had the dumbest ending to any football game I've ever seen. Let me just say that if you had the Patriots uh, plus two and a half, uh, you are likely floating in a river after jumping you off the bridge. You are livid. Let's see it. Yeah, I got it right here. We're pulling it up. I'm not going to share the audio. That way we don't get anything. Look at this. All right. So the game is tied. You go down. It goes to overtime. Yeah, paint the picture. 24-24. There are two seconds left. You the Raiders had just marched down the field in a crazy drive to tie up the game. The Patriots have their chance right now. Last play of, of regulation. So you run the draw play because if he breaks it and runs for a touchdown, great, you're a genius. If not, then you are still alive and heading to overtime where you live to fight another day. Exactly. What happened? Okay. Let's get that back up. Bam. All right. So they run the draw. He finds a hole. Oh, he breaks one. Oh, at this point, you're thinking, oh, maybe he can break one. Yeah, we've got a chance. We've got a chance. Guy on the edge does a great job. And then and then he decides to do that. Yes, this was not planned. Like, like this at was, this point, at this point, I'm thinking, oh, he's just gonna go down. We're gonna go to overtime. This guy right here, number 16. You know, he has he's no not, idea what's about to happen. You know what he's not doing right now is yelling, hey dog, why don't we try a lateral? Yeah. So we try the lateral. He's like, oh now, shit, I got the ball now. What do I do? Now my brain has fallen completely out of my own ass. I am in panic mode because suddenly I have the ball. There isn't anybody near me. What do I do now? 
because you go in once you get the lateral, you go into lateral mode where you're just like, oh, shit, we're playing to win the game now. We got to make this lateral work. Right. So he goes because he should have just gone down. He yes, he should have just fallen right there. So instead, he decides to do the one thing uh, a non quarterback should rarely ever do. And that's pass the ball. Not only that, he didn't just he didn't throw it up a sideline. He threw it right into the middle of the field where everyone who's trying to stop him is that. So looked, he did. That's he did just a, the best pause right there. Do you want to know what his post game comments were? Yes. I thought Mac Jones was open. No, Mac <laughs> Jones is never open. Even if there's I, I, no one standing near him. Mac Jones isn't open. I, when you're going through the thought process of it, I thought Mac Jones was open. Now you toss it. No, this you're you're throwing it back to the last person, the very last person between the other team and the end zone. You're throwing the ball back to him, and he's not what you call an athlete. He's not a tackler of any kind. It would have made it would have made more sense for him to throw it to 71 here than to throw it to Mac Jones. I mean, look, at least 71 is like engaged and wants to be there. Mac Jones is like, dear God, what is just happening? This kind of looks like, uh, you know, Donkey Kong country. Whenever Donkey Kong tags in Diddy Kong, uh, it just kind of boops, boops him on the head. Boop. I feel like once Mac Jones throws the ball on that play, he thinks it's done. Like he thinks his job is done. Right. I mean, if you're a New England better, you're going into this thinking worst case scenario, this goes to overtime and I have a chance to cover the the two and a half with a with a field goal and win it outright, possibly. Maybe my, my sprinkle wins. And then people just like lose their minds and go into pitchy pitchy woo woo mode. That might be pitchy pitchy woo woo 2022. That I think that's the front runner right now. That's the I'm going to go ahead and declare that's the winner for Pitchy Pitchy Woo Woo 2022. Ooh. Oh, we should have end of the year awards now that you actually say that. I mean, Oakland's not running next week. I got time to think. Fuck yeah. I mean, just that capping. I'm going to say that's the cap right now. Capping off the crazy football weekend we've had. I think you're right. I don't, th- I don't think it get, gets any better than that. Whoa, scary Terry update. We now have eight points, eight and a half. Only needs what? Uh, I need like more. I need like 15 15 more to win. Okay. You have time. You have time. I I have time. It's 1040. Here we go. Let's go. Oh, God. I got nothing else to add, man. I just watched football and then my little brother had his birthday. I got drunk as shit last night. Yeah. Gummies. Gummies for me and oral spray. Gummies and oral spray. That's the way to live. I'm upset that I have to work this week. I'm not going to work the next week. Chase, what do you got going on in your life? It's the holidays. Really nothing. Everyone's Everything's kind of shutting down. I'll do, you know, we'll be a podcast for two next week. Other than that, just chilling. I'm around. Basically the same. You can find me wherever. I'm, I'm doing stuff and things. And thank you for watching the gymnasium. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you Friday, actually, for the pick. Whoa. Oh, he's up, oh, to, up, oh, to, oh. up to 11 and a half. Up to 11 and a half. We are 12 points away. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. Damn right.